0: Welcome to the Expanded By podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring, certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea and on YouTube at expandwithchelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I have a very special guest for today's episode. I wanted to bring somebody on that works with physical products and I could not have asked for a better guest. So on today's podcast, we have Zach Kerhan. He is the co-founder of True Wild Supplements. So I've been using True Wild since January and I am officially hooked. I absolutely love these products. As an athlete, I rock climb probably like four to five times a week, depending on the season, depending how much energy I have. And these products have helped me so much with recovery. And I mean, honestly, just like drinking water because plain water just doesn't do it for me anymore. I can tell as I get older, I mean I'm not like super old, but I am turning 32 next month. As I age, I'm noticing how much hydration comes into play for me. And if I am dehydrated or if I spend all day outside and I'm not like chugging water. I really, really feel it the next day. I am extra sore. I'm extra tired. And to be very honest, running a business full-time, I can't really afford to be tired. So enter True Wild Products. I am so excited for you to listen to this interview with Zach. I think you're absolutely going to love it. I love his grounding presence, his grounding energy, and I think you're really going to get a kick out of this interview. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give some updates. I actually only have one update because I'm still in this I don't want to call it like a weird liminal stage, but it's it's a new place to be, and I talked about it a little bit last episode, but I actually have no idea what's coming next. I feel like I am really being steered in a different direction, which is really interesting because I just launched an entire product and I had an entire launch about launching. I launched Amplify, which is my four-week launch course. And then now I'm like, okay, I'm, what what's next? Like, what am I supposed to launch next? And I feel like the universe is like nothing. Just hold on and wait. And I'm like, all right, I will wait uh, until you tell me to go. And I feel like every morning I wake up and I'm like, is it time to go? And the universe is like, nope, not yet. And I'm like, all right, we're waiting. So this is this is a waiting stage. We are right now. I'm just like chilling and I'm gonna see what comes next. And as soon as I know, you'll know. But one thing that I do have upcoming is my energy healing circle on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Yes. I host an energy healing circle every single portal day. So one, one, two, two, three, three. So May 5th is the next energy healing circle. If you need a little bit extra support right now, I know things are. Ooh, the energy is thick and it is extra. There are eclipses happening, there's new moon, we're shifting into Taurus season, like there's a lot happening right now. So if you are feeling a little bit extra rundown, extra emotional, maybe you're feeling like things are tugging and pulling on you, you're being more reactive and more triggered than you normally are or than you want to. I would love to invite you to come to this energy healing circle. As of recording, I've got four spots left. These are six spots max, so these are very small, intimate containers, and the way that the flow works inside of these energy healing events is we all come together, I share cards, any energy that I've picked up on prior to the session, I take some time before the energy healing session, and I just tune in, and I check what is happening in the universe, with the collective, and with the group, and any messages that you need to hear, I'll share those. Then we'll go into a meditation. I guide you through a meditation, usually to balance your chakras, and then we go into the energy healing portion. So for about 30-ish minutes, I'll be sending you the energy, and at the same time, I'm picking up on any intuitive guidance, any messages that your guides or the universe wants to deliver to you, and then I bring you back, and we talk about everything that came up. These are incredible 90-minute experiences, and I feel so fucking lucky to be able to share this energy with you. I use a form of energy healing called 7D Ahai energy, and it is the easiest way to describe it. It is very, very powerful. It is like the most loving and gentle yet truly holds you in alignment with your higher self. It is this like loving reminder that you are not here to be small. You are here to make an impact. You're here to do incredible things, and it always meets you where you're at. So if you're feeling a little bit lower energy, it's not going to require more of you than you have to give. If you are feeling like, okay, I'm ready for expansion. I'm ready for downloads. I'm ready for activations. I'm ready for those next steps. That's exactly what you'll receive. So you can learn more about the 5-5 energy healing event using the link in the show notes. I would absolutely love to see you there. The next one will be on June 6th. So if you can't make this one, make sure you keep your eyes out. I host these energy healing circles at different times so that people in different time zones can attend. So just make sure that you're always peeking because I do hold one every single month. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this interview with Zach. Today, I have Zach on the podcast. Zach is the co-founder of True Wild, which is a supplement company for outdoor athletes, which is really fucking exciting because as a business owner, I feel like I'm always screaming from the rooftops to people to get a niche and like get really specific and not just have this like overly generalized marketing. So Zach, I am really excited to have you here. So can you give me a little bit of a background on you? And the first thing I want to know is how you got into uh, such extreme sports in the first place. It sounds like you uh, decided to skip prom and go surf the the Maldives instead.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Grateful to be here. And then to answer your question about just extreme, I guess, athletes, I've always grown up around sports and adventure. I'd say I got that from my parents and just around myself living in California. I think I'm kind of used to kind of extreme athletes from surfing, snowboarding, mountain biking, rock climbing, et cetera. And yeah, I mean, I didn't go to prom. I saved my money. And instead of going to prom like everyone else did, I said, screw that. I want to go surfing instead. I went with a couple of friends. I think it was like a old water polo coach at the time. And yeah, we sent it and went to the Maldives. And I actually made a video of it. Funny thing is, a lot of people know this. I actually, for my high school senior science project, instead of doing like a test, I made a video. And that video is like me going to the Maldives. It's the worst video ever. I really hope no one searches (laughs) for it. But it was definitely a great experience. Um, Really kind of like made me realize that adventure and travel is more important than doing whatever everyone else is doing, which is go to prom.
0: (laughs) Totally. I mean, that's a pretty, like, against the uh, grain choice for a high schooler. Like, that's a pretty young age to be like, actually, no, I'm going to think for myself and, like, go do all of these other things. So I'm curious, was there, like, a moment in your life where you decided, like, I can't go the 9 to 5 route? Like, this isn't going to, this is not it for me. I got to do something else.
1: I mean, I had a 9 to 5. But the thing is, the company I used to work for wasn't really typically 9 to 5. But Mm -hmm. I think just at an early age, at an early age, my dad, he's a doctor. My mom's a dietitian. That's where kind of the health background comes from. And so my dad at early age was like, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be a doctor. I want money to work for you. Here's rich dad, poor dad. Here's all these books. That he kind of installed this kind of mentality of like freedom and what freedom looks like if you work for yourself and mm-hmm. let money work for you. And like, and like there's this other approach. It doesn't have to be, you know, nine to five climbing the corporate ladder. It's you can find new clever ways of creating value for yourself and for other people. Um mm-hmm. and being from that entrepreneur. And my my grandfather was an entrepreneur too. So it's like I think I we I see what he did and kind of um um I'd say call his footsteps.
0: Yeah, like they don't really teach us that in school. It's kind of like in in my opinion, entrepreneurship and starting a business was like viewed as very risky. Like you just don't do those things. Like you just have to like go get a normal job and like that's your quote security. And I just so appreciate talking to other people that are just like, no, I need freedom in my life, like freedom, joy. I want to be able to like have the time to go do the things that I'm really excited about. And like, that's a huge priority. So for you, like why, why start, you know, a supplement and nutrition company versus doing something like bringing people on expeditions?
1: I think expedition could be something that we do later. <laughs> so it's a good idea <laughs> as well. I mean, I've always want to do that too. I think... What happened is just right timing, right place, and right opportunity that came through. Right, so my my partner Nate, um, who's the actual manufacturer on this, this is kind of a side hustle that we put together. Of both of us love adventure, both of us love outdoors, and there was like this, we were trying to find a solution to a question that's been ignored, I think, for too long in an industry that like kind of like neglected the community who sought you know adventure beyond the gym, and so. He's the one who kind of brainchild said we we're going on a hike and he said, hey, I've got this idea. And I was like, my light bulb went off and I was like, hey, people were neglecting us. Let's make something for us. Consumer centric. And that's where it kind of was it started. Right. And both him and I both had full time jobs. Right. And I come from the manufacturing standpoint, and so does he. So that's kind of where everything was started.
0: Okay. Interesting. So you kind of came from like the manufacturing background and then like saw the gap in the niche or in the market and decided to go that route because I really just think it's so smart. Like the angle that you've taken, like these are products for outdoor athletes or people that do it. Well, in, in the public eye they're like extreme things but like when you're doing them I mean sure they feel like a little bit extreme like for me I rock climb and I'm like I don't know if I'd consider this extreme but like on the outside looking in I think people think that is but then when I go to like your website and I hear about your products I'm like I feel seen like I feel spoken to instead of like I'm thinking of like the gym bros that are like pumping iron and they're like yeah I got my like BCAAs and I'm like yeah. that's not me like that's not my market so I think you guys do just like such a great job of that what was one of the first products that you wanted
1: to create yeah so that was our motion. so that was our og product um and that product we actually kind of created on the hike because we were hiking together and, and all we had that time was like we we're like hey we need energy how do we get energy okay there's red bull there's like free workouts for the gym there's like goose but then all that sh- shit was full of like sugar and artificial crap and it was like Okay, that we can do better, right? And then also, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we're in, we're hiking for two, three hours at the time. I need something that's going to be long lasting. Okay, light bulb. Let's make something long lasting. And then we want some hydration, so that's where the we threw coconut water in there. And then we also threw adaptogens and superfoods. So it all kind of came through on the hike of saying, like, what do we we think about the benefit first? Of like, what does the body need, and then the science behind it, and then let's let's go backwards. And then let's make the ingredients based off of that. Mm -hmm. So it's very like benefit ingredient focus versus like, Hey, let's make a pre-workout because everyone else has a pre-workout. You know, it's like, let's find something that our bodies need while we're doing these. And let's, let's, let's be real. The outdoor realm is a lot more harsher than the gym, right? If the gym, you know, it's safe, right? And they don't have You don't have the danger of, I don't know, I'm not saying bears attacking you or male lions or something, (laughs) but like you do have the harsh environments that are always changing. Yeah, You have the elements of nature that's always changing. So it's like you have to make sure that we provide something, a product that's going to make sure that you're secure while out in the wild, right? Mm -hmm. And so all to us is our playground, right? And so let's create something that's going to benefit us while we're in our playground at its finest.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate the high quality ingredients that you have and that you use, because there are so many supplement companies where you're like, Oh, sounds great. You're like looking at the front of the bottle or the package and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. You turn it around. You're like, I'm not putting that in my body. Absolutely not. So, you know, this sounds like it's been a really big priority for you is to keep the ingredients, um, really clean and sourced. Well, was that always the case? Like you always wanted to like have that health focus in mind?
1: Yeah, I think always, I mean, health is always number one, quality is right behind it too. Um, And just having something transparent, right? There's a lot of people who have problems out there. A lot of people have ingredients that they say, quote unquote, you know, clean, transparent, healthy, but you have to really dig into it. A lot of people need to do the homework and dig and be like, where are these ingredients coming from? Are they third party tested, right? (laughs) Where the do they, are they actually like, are they manufactured in a facility that is, you know, FDA regulated and it's like. Something that uh, we put such a high pedestal of like, we want to make sure that ingredients come from, you know, a clean source versus mm-hmm. like some countries that I don't like saying that majority are sourced from, right? Um, and that a lot of manufacturers do just because it's cheap. And so people think they can, you know, capitalize on something that's cheap ingredients, sell at a high premium and say, hey, look at us. We're an amazing company, you know. So that's just the battles that we fight.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I worked as a manager at a grocery store, uh, for the supplement department and just learning about like all the sketchy shit that goes on because it's not FDA regulated. Um, I was like, oh my God, like people are pretty much like buying, like they're buying pills so that they can have expensive pee because like none of this is actually working for them. So for you guys on your side, um, has that process like making sure that you do have third-party testing and all of that did that add difficulty uh to the process did it make it did it prolong it like what does that look like for you
1: yeah and a lot of people don't realize this too um, so all supplements are not backed by the FDA not regulated by the FDA however the manufacturer sourced in is actually highly more regulated than food products so the manufacturer that manufactures your supplements um, is FDA regulated highly, even more that from like a quality and, and to say, um, processing manufacturing, highly more regulated than a food manufactured that you consume daily. So a lot of people don't know that. I think that's I not know that. The, Neat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but when it comes to like third party, that's where like my partner would say in the manufacturer is something that I trust in him that I know his team does high, like at a very high caliber. Level So that's really important for us. Yes, we do. From an impurity standpoint, from third-party testing to metals, um, to like the certificate analysis of ingredients coming in and testing everything, that's majority on on their team. It's also kind of like why we just, we make sure we do our homework on that as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I have a lot of business owners that listen to the podcast and... You know, they might be wondering. Well, like I have products, is it worth it to you know invest in getting third party testing? Like that's probably gonna you know like make this process take longer or it's gonna be more expensive. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like was that just like in alignment with your values? Was that just something that was, you know, because nobody's forcing you to do that. You just decided to do it.
1: Yeah, I would highly recommend people to do that. It really just depends on who their market is and, and kind of who the consumer is. But for us, it makes sense, right? Because I think qualities from a value prop standpoint is really important just because you want to make sure that the products you're getting is not, is a high quality product that actually you know, is transparent, but also the ingredients you get is what you paid for, right? And so it's really important that you do third-party testing just because I think the ingredients that you're getting from we live in a society now that's very mass produced and you also can't always trust where you're getting certain ingredients. So it's always good to just test, get third-party testing, testing and making sure that the purity levels of your ingredients are from a replicable source um, versus somewhere where it could really harm or I'm not going to say kill, but it's going to be detrimental to your consumer on the on the back end. So, right. <laughs> and a lot of these, manu- a lot of these manufacturers, I would say, have those people reach out to me because a lot of the manufacturers do this, right? That's like, that's like they're kind of their quality standard. If they don't, that's kind of a yellow or red flag as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious you know, as a business owner that sells products, physical products, what have been some of the biggest obstacles, barriers, challenges that you've faced? Um, was it finding somebody to manufacture in the first place? Was it? Um, I mean, probably not like labeling. Maybe it's marketing. Like, what are some of the big hurdles that you've gone through in the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, I think it's like marketing and then traffic and getting customers. Well. Getting eyeballs, which I think are customers of the day, right? So it's like, how do you attract or how do you put something out there that you're going to get millions of clean, organic, I call them clean, organic, but or maybe it's not just I would say <laughs> eyeballs are consumers that are not paid, that are not like bots or people who are mm-hmm. not your target market, right? So how do I target someone like you who let's say loves the outdoors, loves fitness, loves health, loves taking care of their body? How do I get the masses of that person and market my product to them so that they can see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because right now we're, how do I become a dot of blue and a sea of red, right? How do I become different and how do I attract those people? And that's the difficult part, right? I mean, right now, I think we live that's in a society that's everything's very saturated. I think there's so many products out there. There's so much competition. That's like, how do I market my product that like actually connects you like emotionally spiritually you know um in so many ways that you're gonna try it because i can tell you this when you try our product you're not gonna want to try anything else you're not gonna go back right just because of the taste and the quality that we have but getting that first push or that first i would say um um introduction to our product is the hardest thing mm-hmm. because we live there's a lot of people out there too who buy products who are lifers who buy products because they you told them to buy it. And so they're like, oh, I love this. And then they keep buying it because they don't know anything else and they hate change. And that's something I've realized <laughs> recently that Truth. a lot of people buy through friends and buy through word of mouth, then they go buy on their own. And those mm-hmm. people become like, I call them the supplement lifers or the nutrition lifers. And they piggyback up of someone else's recommendation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you you have like, yeah, lifelong fans, essentially. I know I heard about you from my mentor, Christina, and that was my first introduction to the brand. And I am a lifer for the Passion Fruit Guava Hydrate. Um, I, I will never drink anything else. That is like my go-to now. I'm like, nope, that's my mm-hmm. flavor. I'm obsessed fully. Um, raving fan over here with that product. And I think that you guys have really strong word of mouth marketing. Um, So I heard about you from my mentor, Christina, and then also another climbing friend that I have. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to like give this a try and see what it's all about. And I'd heard it a couple of times. So what have been some of like the most beneficial things that you've done for your business and getting the word out there? Is it getting on podcasts? Is it going to like expos? Is it just like getting a lot of like ambassadors slash affiliates? Like what's been kind of, I know you've probably experimented with a lot of things so far. Spring is officially my new favorite season. I mean, fall is awesome, sweaters and pumpkin spice things are great, but like, truly nothing is better than spring after a long winter. And here in Washington state, things are heating up rather quickly, which means I'm getting outside a lot more. I hate to say it, but in the winter, I just like definitely wanna be inside. Like I do not have a tolerance for cold. It is really difficult for me to motivate myself to get my butt outside. If it weren't for my dog Ollie, I just, I think I would be a lost cause with the warmer weather brings more sweating, brings more activity. I'm outside climbing, I'm trail running, I'm just being outside because I like it. I'm doing all of my mobility sessions outside. And one product that I have been so, so thankful for is Hydrate from True Wild. So True Wild is a new podcast sponsor. I actually have the founder coming on the show next week. You'll definitely want to listen to that episode. I'm really excited for you to meet Zach. True Wild is all about all natural products that actually work. So many sports performance, we're gonna put that in quotes, products have shitty ass ingredients. They have fillers, they're full of synthetic things, they have terrible artificial sweeteners, and you will find none of that inside True Wild. So what I'm obsessed with lately is the natural hydration powder called Hydrate specifically the passion fruit guava flavor. Oh my God, it is pink. And if you know me, you know, I absolutely am obsessed with the color pink. So having my like water bottle, that see-through with my pink liquid in there just like brings me so much joy. There are amino acids in there, which actually help to rebuild and recover your muscles after exercise, along with trace ocean minerals for hydration. There's a hundred percent of your daily value of vitamin C, zinc, and magnesium so that you are supporting your system and reducing inflammation at the same time. There are no chemicals, no fillers, no synthetic ingredients, no stimulants. It is all completely non-GMO. It's vegan, gluten-free, all of the good stuff that we like to see. It's also produced in an eco-friendly facility, which turns out, is pretty rare in the supplement industry. As I dive into during my interview with Zach, he goes behind the scenes of some of the sketchy things that other supplement companies do and what makes them so different and just their desire to do things the right way for the people and for the environment and the planet. If you are sweating, maybe even if you're not sweating, I'm not like a very sweaty person, I grew up swimming. So my my running joke is that I think the chlorine like Permanently, like, shut down all of my sweat pores. But if you are active, if you are a light worker, if you are using your brain during the day, all of you entrepreneurs, you need to be hydrating. You need to be refilling your electrolytes or you're probably going to have brain fog. You're gonna be unreasonably tired yet unable to fall asleep at the same time. It's time to do something about your hydration. It is not enough just to drink plain water. You definitely need electrolytes. And if you aren't wanting to just put sea salt in your water, like I did for a very long time, I had this like concoction of sea salt and lemon juice and apple cider vinegar. And I was like, yeah, this tastes like so good i was like trying to convince myself and i was like actually that tastes terrible like i would much rather just take a scoop of this powder and actually enjoy what i'm drinking because as i've said on the show before you actually don't need to do things that you don't like which includes what you eat and drink if you like it it's a lot more likely that it's actually going to become a habit that you stick with. So if you are interested in trying out the Hydrate from True Wild, I'd highly recommend it. You can use code CHELSEA20, C-H-E-L-S-E-A 20 for 20% off. You can also check out some of their other products, including their product Motion, which is a pre-workout. It does have a little bit of natural caffeine. I also have been really, really digging using that one prior to my climbing and my training sessions. But to be very honest, Hydrate is my go-to right now as I am working on my relationship with caffeine. So again, you can go to True Wild, that's T-R-U-W-I-L-D.com and you can use code CHELSEA20 for 20% off. I hope you love their products as much as I do. And I know you're absolutely going to dig this interview that I did with Zach, one of the co-founders.
1: I would say the best thing I'm doing right now is building a community. And that's like, I recently moved to San Diego. So it's like doing as many events as I can. So we just got into like all the fit gyms here, which is cool. So, and then like some of the small studios, like there's like a yoga studio. There's like a hit studio. There's like so much going on in San Diego from like a health and fitness standpoint. But I try and make friends with everyone I can and say, Hey, can I just do a pop-up? Can I do a pop-up and just let people try the product? And I love that because it builds this community of the brand, but also gives me instant feedback from, uh, from people. And then people like for, for example, the hydrate passion fruit guava. I love it. I'm a big fan of watermelon lemonade, but like, I love that you said that because that's when I go to these demos, I give people to try it and they're like, Oh, this is another kind of hydration product. It tastes full of sugar and tastes like crap. I'm like, no, it's no sugar. It can taste good. Just trust me. And that instant, um, I would say, when they drink it, and that instant reaction of like, they say, "Oh, wow, this is good." I know that we have something that's unique and different, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's like what I love doing is seeing that instant kind of like reaction to people that changes their mind that says, "Oh, wow, well, I can take a product that's not full of crap." actually tastes good. And actually is good for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, like thinking about like, what am I going to put on my, in my body on a daily basis? Like it really is important. Like that no sugar part. Like I remember just like looking at the backs of all the supplements in the aisle and I'm like, No, like I just it's just like not worth it to me I'd rather like put salt in my water and call it good and like hydrate that way even though it tastes awful so you guys really have found a very unique way of doing things have you always been like pretty extroverted then is like doing these like pop-ups and demos like pretty easy for you or is that a skill that you really had to like teach yourself I'm
1: for sure was born an extrovert and always been I mean I'm an extrovert introvert I would say um I definitely am an empath as well so I get my energy through other people and by um being out you know I'm um, doing these demos as well which I love and then and, and I'd say shout out to Christina and then your other climbing friend. I'm guessing it's Sarah maybe not um yeah, <laughs> Christina, yeah. Christina is my soul sister so I would say soul. I guess yeah, soul sister, soul yeah, soul soul tribe member. Yeah, soul tribe member. That. Soul tribe, not soul sister. Mm-hmm. Um, can cut that one out. That's embarrassing. But <laughs> um, or keep it in. I think we'll but, keep it in. Yeah, i've I've always kind of been kind of extroverted and kind of really taken energy on just being with people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that has really been something that I've had to learn a lot is I am so like deeply introverted. And then I was like, I'm going to run an online business. And I was like, but you're still going to have to talk to people. So like trying to like teach myself how to do that. So it's awesome to hear that you've just like kind of had that as a natural skill set and created a job for yourself that really is able to highlight that. So I want to talk a little bit about dynamics between Co-founders. And you and your partner, Nate, you know, was it always like, okay, we're gonna do this together? Like, why did you decide to go co-founders versus like owner and then maybe somebody under there? Um, did you guys start out as friends? What does that look like?
1: We start off as friends. Um, and then we've always done 50-50, you know, co-founder. And then as of recently, it's kind of like I am more the face, the brand. He's kind of like I look at him as like a board director. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like. He's more of a, I don't want to say investor now, but he's not doing the day-to-day. So it's mostly me, the face, the CEO, kind of um co-founder of it all. And yeah, we were we were roommates at one time. So we we're definitely friends. We were very competitive. That's kind of where <laughs> kind of we kinda of, very competitive when it comes to travel, adventure, and anything that we do in life. You should see us. We just took a trip together. So we try to do trips um do once a year, do a true ballot trip. So we just did a trip to Poland to go meet with Wim Hof um, and do that expedition. And it's just really funny. I never realized how competitive we were until we're <laughs> around other people, Until around other people. And like, I have to hold back sometimes, but it's just really funny. Like us, even after the event, going to our hotel and doing like a workout of a, like, can you do more, like he does more push-ups than the other person. Um, he's definitely stronger than me, but it's just, it's just funny from like a business standpoint to a physical standpoint you know, we have competition, but we also know how to bring the scale back and still be friends
0: at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have there ever been any, you know, conflicts that you've run into? Because it does sound like both of you are like pretty determined and um like really like want to push things forward as individuals. And I think for me, sometimes when I sometimes I butt heads with people like that, you know, it's like, you have to have really like strong conflict resolution skills and has, have there ever been anything that you two have had to work through in order to, you know, just like put the business first and then maybe like your friendship comes second.
1: Yes. I'd say we, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think of a good example that doesn't blow him up. Um, we do a good job of, of balancing conflict, I would say, and paying the business first. But, I mean, it's challenging, right? But I think the hardest thing is that at first when we both had full-time jobs and this was a side hustle, it's like how much time are you putting in this and who's putting more into it, right? Now that yeah. the, the table's have turned, it's kind of like I'm 100% in. Um, it, right, he can't, I can't get mad at him for not putting in the work. But, but the thing is it's like, like back when it was like 50-50 – that was the hardest part of being like, I'm putting more time than you, and so that was the conflict. But then you have to take a step back and say, what's what's the what's the goal here? Like right? the business, mm-hmm. the goal. It's not how much time you put into it. And so that was kind of a a crude awakening to kind of have a a moment to sit down and have that kind of conflict resolution.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's really cool to see that you have such a strong relationship now because I know for me, like sometimes in the past when I like. Moved in with friends as roommates, then that relationship becomes a little bit strained. But I think that really just speaks to both of your guys' dedication to the company at the end of the day and then doing whatever you need to do in order to figure it out so that things can keep moving forward. So I want to ask you a little bit about this elusive concept of work life balance. (laughs) And like, what does that look like for you? Because obviously you like to spend a lot of time outside and you like to do sports and like, is that a thing? Like, do do you feel like you found balance? What does that look like?
1: Short answer: No. The long answer: I'm getting there. Yeah. So, work work life balance is a challenge for me. Just being balanced and being in the present moment is, I think, my one of my biggest um, areas of opportunity. I would say.
0: Yeah, it's tricky. It's really tricky. What are some of your indicators that you're maybe working a little bit too much and you're not playing enough?
1: Well, this is the thing that I tell people. The life of an entrepreneur is that there's always more things to do. Always. Um,
0: <laughs> your list is always like one to do,
1: <laughs> And you don't, it's not like uh, I wake up at, you know, at, at, at seven, work from eight to five, and I'm done, they shut the computer down. I'm yeah. the type of person where it's like, I have a morning routine, I want to go work out, and I want to have some fun in between the day. And then after dinner, I put I turn the computer on and I and I work even more till like 10 or 11. So it's like, that's something I'm working on to kind of like have a better structure through the day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time as being an entrepreneur, or just being an entrepreneur in general, it's, it's freedom, right? So it's allowing you to do what you want to do, but also get the things you need to be done. Yeah. Too. So that's where the balance is. And it's also make sure that you're not hard on yourself because the goal every day should be 1% better and it should be a series of five things or priorities that you need to get done that then is going to compound day after day and get to where you need to be. So Mm -hmm. you don't need to spend... I I was the believer, like, you need to spend 12 hours a day and get so much stuff done, but like, then you get burnt out. So it's like this balance game that you have to do.
0: Totally. So
1: I don't know. what What about you? Like, how do you... Keep yourself balanced.
0: So I'm a total rebel and I like hate structure. I hate schedule. Like I just like, that's for a big reason why I wanted to work for myself in the first place is because I was like, I want to rock climb whenever I want, whenever the weather's good. And like, I just want to go. And then I realized that my complete aversion to schedule was actually like taking away a lot of my freedom. And if I just inserted some structure, so like now for me, I only see clients and do podcast interviews on Mondays and Wednesdays and that's it. And every other day of the week, I can choose to do things or not choose to do things and for me just that little bit of structure has helped a lot and then my non-negotiable is I have to meditate every day like if I don't meditate like it's things just like tend to go downhill from there so like that for me is like I need to do that and then I'm kind of similar to you where like I get lit up to work at night like I want my day for like doing things I'm like I want to like go be outside and like play and then great. Okay. After dinner then I can like work on some stuff. So that's something I've also been kind of like trying to change because yeah, like you have no end period. Like it's not just like, Oh yeah, shut your computer down at six. You're good to go. I'm like 1130. I'm still writing an email. Like, so I've been trying to like give myself like an actual shutdown time at night. Yeah.
1: I'm looking at my whiteboard right now and I have, A morning routine and evening routine. And I've not been doing the evening routine at all. Oh, no. be in bed by 10. (laughs) No, it is funny just because (laughs) be in bed bed by 10. That that does not work. But, you know, I I think there are some non-negotiables. But I think the thing is, it's like not being hard on yourself is the lesson I think I've realized. It's like, get your shit done, but don't be so hard on yourself all the time because we live such a short life and just enjoy every single moment of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of your non-negotiables then? So like, okay, we're not doing the evening routine right now, but like, what does your morning routine look like?
1: definitely need to have my water with leaven and salt. That's like first thing. And then my adaptogens. So adaptogens are like something that it's an, I don't know, if, like if want me to get into it, but it's herbs and roots adapt your body's mental, physical stressors. And so it's really funny if I don't have it, I can feel I've got the anxiety, but anxiety creeps up through the day. And I just, my whole day is kind of like a little off, which is weird because I never thought a supplement could do that to me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, I would say that's part of it. I've been getting into breathing. So Wim Hof breathing, three rounds of that. And then I kind of shout out to Christina again, because she was my life coach or my spiritual coach. Um, I definitely do five to 10 minutes of spiritual work of talking to my higher self um, and having kind of like a manifesto in the morning of kind of what I say in front of the mirror. I love that. Affirmations, affirmations, gratitude. And then I read two different books, like a random book, Pocket Full of Money, which is great. And then this other book called The Daily Stoic. And then I do, I try and do some journaling and get through the day. But that, I mean, that's like my ideal morning routine. Some days I do... 60% 60% of that, right? Just depending on how the day is.
0: Right, because then otherwise you'd start your day at like 12 p.m., which is fine. But like sometimes, yeah, those things <laughs> compound on top of each other.
1: Which is fine. I just, because I, the thing is, it's funny is like more people say like, what's your morning routine? And it like ends up to be two hours. And I'm like, that's too much. Your morning routine should be something that like gets your mind right. Th- get all your negative thoughts on the paper and just like get focused to start your day. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, I think a lot of people need to know this too. Your morning team should start at night because you you should really write down the things you want to do the next day, the night before.
0: I like that. So you're like setting yourself up for success ahead of time, even. And I think it's really helpful to hear you say too, that you don't do the same morning routine every morning. You kind of have like things that you could pick and pull from, and then you choose depending on the day, which ones you want to do. Because I think a lot of business owners tend to fall into the trap of like being overly rigid. And then all of a sudden we have like, yeah, like a 10 step morning routine. And it's like, this took way too long. And then I'm not even doing the things that I need to do inside my business. And it's just like, that you're kind of like just getting more and more behind
1: yeah oh and, and move i forgot to say you gotta make sure you're moving in a day and getting <laughs> your sunshine. i know i can i can. the list can go on and on and on
0: I know there's like really a lot of uh, options. I was going to ask you like, do you cold plunge? Um, I got into a phase. It was like in January, February where I was like cold plunging or um, I was like sitting in the bathtub, like with ice cubes in there for four minutes every day. And I was like, I feel like a badass. Um, But then that kind of just like fell out of my routine because it's not like entirely convenient or fun. It's fun after because you're like, I feel great. But are there anything else like... Um, any other like biohacking things that you like to do throughout the day or maybe even every once in a while that you feel like keep you either like clear-headed, focused, whatever it is.
1: The biggest biohack I think is literally first thing trying to get sunlight on your face, on your body for five to 10 minutes. That has really changed my, I'd say my dopamine levels and my sleep pattern big time. Mm -hmm. So that's a hack. I think that's really great. And then just daily vitamins and supplements and drinking water people are severely dehydrated <laughs> so yes water and hydrate of course because it makes it more enjoyable um a little plug there but no a lot of people don't drink enough water and i was a victim of this and i didn't realize how negatively it affects your mood and just your productivity if you don't drink enough water throughout the day
0: Totally. And then you're like, do I have health issues? Like, do I need to like go get a blood panel? And it's like, no, you're just like dehydrated. Like just drink, drink some more water. Like it's a really simple one. Um, I know I think a lot about like, I live in Washington state, which we just had like the grayest winter that I ever remember. And just how much that affects like your mood and your personality and just everything. And then it's sunny one day and you're like, I feel better. Like, I I love the getting the sunlight in the eyeballs facts. Um,
1: yeah. I haven't seen the sun in three weeks. This was, I think <laughs> yesterday was the first day I saw sun. Well, cause I was in Poland, right. And it was not sunny whatsoever. It was. And so I was like, why am I so down depressed and just yeah. negative with the world? And then the sun came up and I was like, Oh, I'm happy again. That's
0: why. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny. It, it's like so obvious once you realize it. But then when you're going through it, you're like, what's wrong? What do I need to fix? Like all of these things. Um, okay. I'd love to hear then before we go, what is your favorite product? Maybe like a couple of favorites. If you can't choose between like, if you can't uh, name a favorite child, <laughs> what's what's one of your favorite products that you have?
1: So adaptogens is definitely my favorite just because I think it's solved so many Um, ailments myself and other people from the reviews that we get so that's one and I would say our hydrate is definitely number two just because I think it's the best tasting hydrate on the market and there's no sugar so it's guilt free and then lastly I would have to say I'm going to say OG like our our motion product this is like the natural plant based pre-workout just because it gives me enough energy um, throughout the day and I need it and I can take it at night. So if I take a workout class at five or six, I can still sleep. And a lot of pre-workouts out there, you can't sleep.
0: So Totally. Totally. I I'm going to second that one because I was really nervous that I was like, Oh, if I'm like climbing later at night, I don't want to take this and not be able to sleep, but I'd slept just fine after it. So you guys like really nailed it with the uh, caffeine sourcing on that one.
1: What are your, what are your three favorite products?
0: Um, Okay passion fruit guava. I was like drinking this uh, guava goddess kombucha as we were talking. I am a guava fiend. So that one is definitely my number one. And then I really love the orange pineapple motion. Like it just, I put that and the guava one together and it is so good. It is so good. (laughs) And then I really do like your greens powder. Like you told me it didn't taste like dirt. And I was like, okay, sure. Like (laughs) whatever, like no, all greens powders taste like dirt. That was like my, my thought, but it actually is really good.
1: Yeah, that's the mint cucumber. So I tell people it's like a spa in your mouth. Um, and it's better than a lot of other competing products out there that do taste like dirt or grass or you know or soil. So
0: Right, you're just like highlighting what's already in there. Yeah. Totally. Okay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So if people want to check out some products, where should they head? Where can they find you on the interwebs?
1: They can find us on our website com. They can find us on Amazon. They can find us on eBay, Walmart, Target. Um, and then they can also find us on our Instagram. So it's tru and then it's underscore wild. Um, that's one of our handles or Twitter or TikTok and check us out there.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much for coming on. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I already know that this is going to be a really, really popular interview.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was great chatting with you today.
0: Such a big thank you to Zach for coming on the podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this interview and got an insight into what it's like to sell physical products and a little sneak peek into the supplement industry. I want to say thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I am so excited to share this podcast rebrand with you so soon. I am setting a deadline for myself of mid May. That's right around my birthday, and I feel like that is just going to be absolute perfect timing. If you haven't yet left a rating or a review, they help me so much. I'm going to ask you very directly to go leave one because it is one of the things that helps me reach more people the most. Just like any other platform, iTunes also has an algorithm. So if you go and scroll down on iTunes, you can see the little button that looks like a notepad and a pen and just write what you loved about this last episode, what you love about the show in general, anything that comes to mind. You can rate it five stars and you can count that for your good deed of the day. Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode.